This is Miller's Edge on Tide Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. of Talking Tuesday. You're in the middle's edge. We're on the tie 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hope you are doing well on this wonderful day. Of course, uh, we are getting ready to set things up for the next one, the next big game. And as Coach Saban says, we like to keep the main thing the main thing. We're going to take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We're going to hear from Coach Saban yesterday's press conference what he had to say to finish up the win over Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Now we move to the next Mississippi team, uh, the Bulldogs of Stark Vegas. So they're on the road, first SEC contest on the road, cowbells and all that loud, aggravating noise. A team that lost last week to South Carolina, which I had a close look uh, at this football team. A little bit different offensively. We'll talk about that from what we've seen in prior weeks, but we'll get into some of that in the program. So we'll kind of finish up last week and get to what we are are looking forward to this weekend. So we'll put to bed Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, and the great second half in which Alabama played, and we'll move forward to uh, what lies ahead, and that's the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Our show is sponsored by good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Thank those folks for uh, supporting us. And go check them out over at Midtown Village. See my man Douglas over there here. Take care of you. Christianville in Tuscaloosa. So is my man Justin Jones behind the glass keeping us going. Guys, happy Tuesday. Glad to be back home in South Carolina after that cold, rainy, nasty weather up in Connecticut and New York on yesterday trying to play golf. But I must give you some good news. We didn't finish 18. But the good news is your boy, me, right here, won a nice... Vokey wedge because on 17 into the win, 205 yard shot, I got closer to the pin and uh, it was great to stand up in front of all the good people at the Today Show on NBC, Craig Melvin, my boy, and, and with the guys and all them dudes, Al Roker, to see me walk up there and win that prize. Former New York Giant, my stumping ground. So I want to let y'all know, you know, I wasn't just out there just to be out there cold and wet. I was bringing home some, you know, some goods. You know what I'm saying? How y'all doing? Doing well. So, what, I mean, what was, what was the prize? What did you win? I just told you. A Vokey uh, wedge. Real nice wedge. 
Oh, I thought I, I guess I misunderstood. I thought you used that to make the shot. I don't know. No, it, you it, kind of were going fast. So I missed it. I thought you were saying you used uh, that. I was Okay, okay. You know so you won that. When I, yeah, yeah. So when I get back into New York, see, it's kinda like when I'm home and page on, you know, I talk real country, because you just go back to your roots, you know. How y'all doing? You know, y'all been over yonder, you know, that kind of stuff. So it just automatically I go back to that. So when I go back to New York, then my hope talking fast and all that stuff comes back. So I'm I'm winding down and I had some Starbucks coffee too. So but um so no, check this out. So first it was my first shot of the day, by the way. So I get out to 17 there, right? And it's windy, it's raining, and um it's cold. So, like, what is it playing? Normally 192, but it's uphill into the wind. Uh, you know, I hit the ball high, so I have to, you know, really uh, gauge my distance. So I said, you know, I'm going to pull old five wood out, fairway wood. So I tee up, my ball fall off. I tee up again, the wind blows my ball off. I will tee up a third time, the wind blows my ball off. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to go up right off the ground. I don't even need a tee. So I, a little low wind cheater cut shot, and I knock it up there tight and right. And I thought somebody would probably beat me. You know, we got Sterling Sharp and all these guys who are really good golfers playing in this field. Uh, but nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. Even some of the golf pros could not beat me on 17. So I want a nice Volky wedge, um, which I had them shipped to me. And um, there you have it. So I thought y'all would be proud of me. I mean, I thought y'all, you know, because y'all always think I can't play. You know no, I'm impressed. I, I just, like I said, I, I mean, I... I was trying to figure out everything that was going on, but no, that sounds good. So, but but as as a team, y'all didn't do too well. It sounds like. Well, we didn't finish. Because didn't finish at all. No, it was. I mean, the weather got worse, so we we only got nine holes in. So, we only got the one under. I think uh, Javier Colon, my buddy, first one of the voice, his team won, and I think Sterling team. Uh, might have come in second place. They got autographed guitars and all that good stuff. So kind of glad I didn't win. I would want to care, lug all that crap back to LaGuardia Airport. You know, you wish you would have won. I mean, it would, just because you didn't want to bring it back to an airport. I mean, they just ship it to you. No, I mean, no, that's, that's good, though. I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad you're, you're back to playing decent. I don't know. I, I still I feel like I need to see this shot uh, to believe it. It just sounds well, there's video out there of, of the trophy presentation. I'll make sure I get out there. On what about the, the shot, apps. though? What about the shot? Where's the video? Nobody was out there. I mean, it wasn't like live golf. Nobody was out there videoing, but it's it's factual. I mean, you oh, can, I feel like you video I mean, a lot. I'm, I'm Normally, you hand your phone to somebody to, to record you. So, I mean, I feel like. Well, I, this was the first shot of the day, and I've been freezing, and that didn't even warm up. So, I'm definitely not going to tell them to feel my shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my. Uh, See, not that shot. Now, once I got going. Oh, okay. You know, you yeah, always... Like going, yeah. That's I mean, haters going to hate. You know what I'm saying? Nick Saban, Alabama Crimson Tide, know something about this. Haters just going to hate. I mean, that's just uh, what it no, is. No, no. Well, speaking of hate, and I'm not hating, like I said. I just... You, you definitely inflate your, your golf game sometimes. So I just want to make sure that, you know, that it, that's actually how it played out. But I'll take your word for it. And congratulations. I'll give you a little quick round of applause. Congrats. Uh, but no, speaking of hate, so... <laughs> You know what? One thing I've noticed, and it's not it's not a, a ton of these type of fans, but it feels like no matter you know how much improvement or how things go, it's like some people just look for the negatives in everything, and I just can't wrap my head around. It. I'll give you an example. So yesterday when we had Stephen on, 
we were we were talking about you know the game, the Ole Miss game. We were giving our thoughts, and I'm sure you listened uh, to it and heard it. Really good stuff, right? Um, and realistically, when you talk about that game, I mean, yeah, there's negatives in the game, and you, you mentioned those things. We we talked about it on the Miller's Edge Extra. We went over, you know, like basically our good, bad, and ugly. But realistically, in this football game, I mean. The bad was just us, you know, either beating ourselves in the first half, not really executing or just not taking advantage of, uh, you know, opportunities, um, which is definitely are all negatives. Um, but at the same time, I mean, the, you know what I mean? Like this arguably, particularly the second half, was the best ball we've played. So we're obviously we're going to focus on the positives because those are the things that you can build off of. Uh, but I just I'm just shocked by some like the some of the reactions you know, still from this game. Like, I saw so many positives, yet all I hear still is, well, you know, they still don't do this. They still are going to, they're going to struggle with this. And I'm like, if you're an Alabama fan, like, what's the point of of just choosing to see every single negative? Like, why not look at the positives and the things that you can build off of and get better at and as you go on? Uh, because that's typically how football plays out. You, you typically get better as the season goes on. Again, we're talking about a team that's young, they're still growing, they just named... Uh, their true starter at quarterback, you know, this game. So there's still going to be some progress to be made. You know, team's still taking shape. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, again, only because it's coming from people that are fans. You get what I mean? Like, I get like, you know, the pundits and the people that are going to be critical and they're breaking things down. But I'm like, as a fan, why would you not choose to focus on the positives instead of the negatives and just just basically say, oh, I guess it's the glass half full, glass half empty mindset, right? I mean, have, have you, do you feel like you've heard some of that uh, from people after this game? Oh, like, that's, that's, I mean, you you that's walked always, away impressed yeah. from the game, right? No, I walked away extremely impressed based on how they came out and played in the second half and, you know, finished the game as two fourth quarters where we saw this offense and, you know, the defense even, you know, stand up accept the challenge, and finish the game. You know, I kept talking about winning the fourth quarterback with Cochran and, you know, running those 110s and all the hard work that, you know, the team put into to be fourth quarter-minded. And so I'm extremely ecstatic uh, based on how they finished, right? And it's just you, you hit it the nail on the head. This is a young team. They are still trying to sh- be molded and shaped and formed into what they are going to become. Yes, what they are going to become. And I'm saying that in expectation. I expect them to become what what we're seeing, but yet greater, right? Running the football. Listen, this team, you may not see this team, you know, just go out there and start fast and throwing the ball up and down the field and getting 21, 28 nothing lead and then, you know, peel back and start running the ball, run out the clock, playing defense, uh, you know, making, I mean, not being mad about punting the football. You may not see this type of team. As a matter of fact, I will go on to say you're not going to see. And this is what people are expecting. This is what people are hoping for. But this is a different team. Every year the team is different. Now, Alabama has been able to mimic what they've had offensively, especially with all these quarterbacks the last four or five years. Well, you got a totally different skill set at quarterback now. They got to build around that guy. And that guy is going to run it and gonna, there's going to be wrinkles and, and they're not going to be a crazy explosive down the field consistently. That's not who they are. So I think fans going to have to 
get used to this team and how they play with Jalen Miro as a quarterback, which is going to look totally different than what they've seen in years past. So I like what they did because, number one, for me, it's about defense. I'm more excited about how this defense is shaping, how they are playing, getting to the quarterback, causing issues there, turning people over, right? Getting off the field on third down, creating more opportunities for the offense. I'm more excited about that because when you are able to run the ball and you don't have an explosive offense, then you have to have the alternative on the other side, which is great defense and great special teams, which we have seen. So what Coach Saban is sitting back and doing, guys, is saying, hey, this team has to take on its own identity. And it's going to be different. It's not, we're going to be in some dog fights. We're going to be in some second-half shootouts. Oh, well. But the bottom line is winning, right? Not how you win all the time. But winning. Last time I checked, that's what matters. But today, not just fans, but in the media, it's all about how you win and what do you look like in winning. And if it's not pretty, you know, we don't think you're very good. But, you know, which is so dumb and stupid. Win. The objective is win. South Florida wasn't pretty, but when it came down to it in that fourth quarter, what did Alabama do? They put their foot on the gas, and they won by two touchdowns. In South Florida, nobody was worried about them losing that game to South Florida. But they won. But they should have because the you know the spread was 20-something or 32 points, and you know what Vegas said, that's what should be. The devil is a liar. Winning. Is all that matters. If you get to a championship and win by one point, a 30, does that matter? Do you still get the confetti? Do you still get the hardware? Do you still get your ring? Then you get a different kind of ring if you win by 30 versus one. Winning. So, you know, I don't know. Fans are going to be fans. We understand that. That fans, you know, short for fanatical. The fanatics. Some of them crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it yeah, is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it doesn't I matter. Mean, That's what Coach Saban was saying. It doesn't matter what we're saying. It doesn't matter what fans saying. It doesn't matter what national media is saying. Just win right. the freaking game because if they win every game in the SEC by one point, so 14 points, and they win the SEC championship over whomever, Georgia, Tennessee, whoever it may be, by one point and three points or 25 points, it's what, where they're going to be in the college football playoffs. It doesn't matter. Just win, get better each and every week. And you said it. This team is young, and they're, they are evolving, and they're getting better. And this is going to be yeah. a, a, a slow process. Yeah, well, I, and I think the reason I, I'm bringing this point up is because I think it's the reaction more so about – so we talk about Ole Miss positively, right? Because, again, I thought it was a positive showing, specifically the second half. I know the first half – it looked reminiscent of the, the first few games. But that second half was the closest thing I've seen to Alabama football, what I call Alabama football, in, in quite some time. I was impressed. We're going to talk about that. But then it's like when people are bringing up, oh, well, the real test is when they go on the road in the SEC. Well, duh, that's another challenge. You don't think I know that? I played in the SEC five years. Like, it's, nobody, it's not like I'm – it's like people think just because I talk positively about something, it's like I'm delusional and don't understand 
there's more challenges down the road. Or there's going to be more, you know, trials that they have to face and overcome. Like, newsflash, I did this, right? It's just, my thing is I think people just have unrealistic expectations sometimes, and they act as if all the other Alabama teams that we had here that were championship teams or successful teams, they act like they never made mistakes or had growing pains or they just had flawless execution. I'm here to tell you, none of those teams were perfect. In 2015, as much as we ran the ball and had success, there was times we couldn't get the run game going. There was times we turned the ball over, but you know what helped us out? An elite defense. What do we have right now? Looks to me like a pretty pretty solid defense that's on their way to being elite, right? We had explosive plays on special teams. What did we see against Ole Miss? Oh, we saw a block punt, some guys getting blown up on kickoff. That looked familiar. Kind of looked like when Ruben was hitting guys on kickoff. Mac Wilson knocked Speedy Noel's tooth out of his mouth. Looked familiar. So that's why we were excited. Right, because we finally got that flash, and I said this. I don't. I mean, look, it's just a flash of potential, flash of promise that you can build off of. If they can find a way to to play like that, to play to that level consistently, they can be a good team. And I think people have to realize, like you said, every team is different, right? Some people are trying to force them to be something they're not, or, or, or better yet, they're trying to force them to be what they want them to be. That's not how this works. This is a team that you have this year. Get behind them. You have no other choice. There's no other Alabama team. This is your team, right? With a dual threat quarterback and Jalen Milrose, some young guys on the team. That's your team. Support them, right? Like, look for the positives because I'm telling you, they're still growing and they're young. Like, I get that you guys, you know, got used to seeing, you know, Tua and Bryce and those guys, you know, running almost like an air raid looking offense at times and then throwing to Heisman receiver. That's, that's right now, that's not this team. And that's okay. Their identity right now is appearing to be a team that runs the football, if they continue what they've been doing recently, controlling the tempo of the game, using the athleticism of the quarterback, setting up deep shots when it's available. And and, and, and that's just what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's going to look a little bit different, but you still can have success like that. You got People have to understand, like you said, I mean, it doesn't matter if you win by one or you win by 30. A win is a win. And if they can find a way yeah. to control the game like they've been doing and play elite defense and make big plays and protect the football... Yeah, we might not have, you know, as many points on the board, but again, if you're if, if you if the defense is holding teams to less than 14 consistently, that like that allows the offense to have that type of approach. Again, you if you know ball and you know the different dynamics to it and the way you can play, you, you get these things. So you, people just sit back and relax and let it play out. We know they're they're gonna go on the road and it's gonna be a tough challenge. We know you're gonna have a big, gonna be big tough, challenge tough. ahead again. Well, I'm not just saying this game, but I'm saying when you go on the road in the SEC, yeah, yeah it's going to be tough. They're they, they going to play a good LSU team. Yeah, they play them at home. They're going to yeah. face Tennessee again, who's going to spread things out and really challenge them. That's going to be a challenge. Again. It's going to be a challenge. But when haven't we had challenges? Well, that won't be a we, challenge. Wait, you said that, that, wait, you said that won't be? No. Tennessee's not that good. I'm sorry. I mean, the best down the road. Nah, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, but listen, we get it. We offense itself can present its problems. Yeah, Joe Milton is not not uh, Hendon. What's his name? Hendon Hooker. Hooker. Or Hendon Hooker. Um, he's not that dude. He is a good dual threat, but he's not that guy. But anyway, we got to hit a break. We come back. Your phone calls two zero five three four two ninety nine zero four. You know they called me Slim Shady back in the day when I was you know two sixty four percent body fat. But right now they probably call me more like Fat Joe. Somebody like rapper that called Fat Joe. I don't know. Or Biggie. Or you know, Big Swole. 
That's what my rap name would be. So, Justin, if you got some big swole, play that next. I've never heard of them, but sounds good. I've got to hit a break. <laughs> We're sponsored by good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll take a break. Your phone calls. Uh, we'll listen to some sound from Nick Saban. And we'll continue to move this thing on here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Quick time out. Pause in the action. We'll be back. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars. The Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 85. Tonight's low, 68. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers, possibly a thunderstorm. The high, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Justin Jones doing this thing, little fat Joe for you. I'm Courtney the Pastor Payne. I know you probably say, what you know about that old school? Because I'm old school. That's old school music right there. So I know some rap. I don't know all the stuff Christian be listening to, but I know some old school stuff um, that um, they'll get me bobbing the old school. You know what I mean? Having a little fun to some jams, talking some sports. You can't beat that. All right. 205-342-9904. Let's go take a phone call. Let's take a phone call. I believe we have Ellis. Ellis, you kick us off here on a Talking Tuesday. Welcome in. How y'all doing, fellas? Excellent day. Doing well, Ellis, how are you? Doing just fine. Hey, y'all need to play a little bit of R.L. Burnside. You ever heard of him? Uh, I have not. I'll be honest with I you. I hate to do this, Ellis, oh. but never heard of him. <laughs> oh, you, you've never heard of him. You, do you like blues? Yes, I like blues. Uh, look it up. All right, Justin, uh, got that one down, Justin. Yeah, you'll you like you'll like his music. It's real good. Okay, uh, I got. We we'll get Justin to pull some of it up. But uh, I'm like uh, uh, Christian just said. We need to get with this team. Quit being all negative about the team. Like uh, uh, everybody's famous caller. Uh, Joseph, you know, he's another one of those negative about everything about <laughs> Alabama. You know, right. quit being I, I, negative. I we don't have a Tuga. We don't have a Tua. We don't have a Derrick Henry. We don't have a Mari Cooper. We don't have a Julio Jones. You know, we got the players we got now. We don't have all them awesome players we had in the past. We got we got awesome players now, but not as awesome as them. So. We had to, you know, we had to stay with them. You know, be a Bama well, fan. I, Don't be a bandwagon. I think they are awesome, uh, Ellis. It's just they haven't had the opportunity yet, right? It just, it's just where it they're is. I mean, you know, right, they're young, and they just haven't had their chance to, to really display what they can do. And I was talking about this the other day. I mean, because you can really just become um, just really messed up because of your own success. And I think this is the case with the fan base as a whole because of all the great success and the players and, you know, the the, the the Heisman winners and now NFL starting quarterbacks, all these receivers that's, you know, doing great things in the league. You become 
you know, so immune and adjusted to that. And you think every year that's what it's going to look like. Well, this is finally a year that it doesn't look like that. And I just got off a show. One of the things is transfer portal is real. And I was, and I, oh, yeah. I've watched so much football, Ellis, that there's no one great team out there. There isn't. I mean, Georgia got number one by this. They're not the number. Listen, Oregon looked great blowing out Colorado. I mean, you know, what about the win by Ohio State? But it was a dogfight at Notre Dame. Notre Dame still a pretty good football. Florida State really probably should have lost to Clemson if they had a field goal kicker. I mean, so Alabama has struggled some a little bit, but we still see all the talent. Who is the best team? We don't know. And the parity now is is in the in college football. And that's where it's going to be as long as the transfer portal exists. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, and like Jalen Milrow, I, I seen Saturday evening that he got better with his intermittent passes, the short passes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he looked better at, the, at that. You know, uh, our offensive line started working better in the second half, you know. But the defense, I ain't worried about the defense. I mean, after Saturday seeing what they did, they come out vicious, and that's that's what I love to see is some hard-hitting football. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? Yes, yes. That's what I love to see is some hard – and I lost my voice. You know, I don't know if I told you all that. I lost my voice Saturday night. Uh, that's good. Got it who back. Who want more, yeah. more fans <laughs> to lose their voice? Yes, that's what we need to do. And I plan on being – if something don't change, I plan on being down there uh, Friday morning – for homecoming, because I want to be able to come down and meet y'all two at uh, at that place where what is it Midtown Village, Buffalo's yes, Cafe. Sir. That's right in Midtown Village. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, I plan on. Uh, I'm taking off. I'm my own boss, so I can take off. That's what I love, brother. That's why the, <laughs> we pray that the Lord keep bringing in them funds, so you can just take off as long as you want to. Yes, yes, but uh, I've, I've got to get down there where I can meet y'all, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Make sure you're that. Buffalo's Cafe. Yes. But, Fridays uh, and home game weekends, that's right. Each game, I think each game from now on, I, I, I just, in my mind, I think each game we're going to get better. Uh, as The, the they, more we play, the better we will get. And we got a lot better. And as you said, defensively, they signed on a Deontay Lawson is, uh, with his ankle injury. But uh, I tell you what, I was excited about how those guys came in and played behind him. <laughs> so uh, that just lets you know that you got some some really quality depth at the inside linebacker position. So I definitely feel good about that. And, and where that defensive line is playing, I think we'll be fine there. We got one of the best secondaries in the country. Um, that's, that's fact. Um, so... Uh, if they can keep playing defense the way they're playing, they're going to be in every single game. So that's that's one, good news. You're a fan. That's good news. One more thing: uh, the uh, wide receiver, uh, the freshman, is his name Hale. Jalen Hale. Yeah, uh, I I love to see big things out of him. Well, yeah, he's he's that next guy up, right? I mean, he's. Uh, shoot, Chris, I know, man, we talked about Bonds, uh, you know, Brooks, uh, with Burton, you said yesterday, let's tell you from New York, you talking about how Burton is coming Much into his own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I think Jalen Hale has a lot of potential. He's a young guy and, and, and clearly they see something in him because 
Uh, I feel like each week his contributions have, have increased and he's seen more opportunities. Uh, so that, that tells you all you need to know. Uh, if he's pretty much earning opportunities in, in a receiver room where they have some depth, uh, that means he's, he's proven himself each week in practice and he's earning those opportunities. So I, I fully expect to see more and more of him as the season goes on. So it's good to have guys stepping up. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's probably some more guys. I mean, we saw uh, James Smith. He's been playing a lot more on that defensive line. I think they're going to slowly start working more guys, and it's just a matter of can they understand and know what to do when they're in the game? Can they be trusted on? Because they're, they're probably younger. They're still learning. They have the talent. They just have to learn the defense and, and know and understand their role. Mm-hmm. So I think the further they get along in that development, the more we'll start to see some more guys contribute to this team. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, and I love y'all's uh, show on YouTube. I got to watch the one right after the ball game when y'all talk right after the ball game. Yes, sir, the postgame show. Those that extra postgame. Yeah, Make sure you guys check that out on YouTube. Go like and subscribe and and stay up to date. Again, it's at the Miller's Edge on YouTube. We go live uh, for the postgame show every Thursday. We do the Miller's Edge Extra Live. We might even start throwing in Tuesdays just just to throw in another day because we we get a lot of positive feedback when we do that. So we appreciate you checking us out there as well, Ellis. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, look forward to meeting y'all and – one more thing, I know you got, but uh, I think I, when uh, Jalen laid there and then when he got up and and done the fist pump and walked off the field, I think that right there just made the team come alive even more when that happened. There. Definitely, yes, at least the sideline, I can tell you for a fact, everybody on the sideline was uh, through the roof when that happened. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah. that, that kind of lit a, lit a fuse underneath everybody, and I think that momentum carried through uh, the remainder of the game, at least in my opinion. Well, always remember that I'm going to be a Bama fan no matter what because I've been through the very hard, hard, hard times, you know. So uh, I'm thankful for everything that we have. So I'll always Amen. be a Bama fan no matter what. Amen to that. Right. Amen but, uh, and a roll tide roll. Roll tide. Roll tide, Ellis. Take care, Ellis. I love my man, Ellis. Speaking of, you kind of segue into uh, uh, what I kind of want to talk a couple things. One, uh, Jalen Hale, and two, uh, Mike Leach. I mean, and and how this Mississippi State team looks. I want to get into some of that. But let's, uh, Justin, hear what uh, Coach Saban had to say since Ellis was just talking about this. Uh, The freshman, how he stepped up and played. Here's what Coach Saban had to say about the wide receiver, Jalen Hale. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, made some big plays. Uh, I think the big thing, you know, with Jalen being a young player is got to know what to do on every place. So you can go play fast and do what, what your job. And, um, you know, so we need to work hard with him to, you know, try to get him to where he needs to be and make sure that he's out there playing with confidence and a good understanding of the overall system of what we're trying to get done on each and every play. And that kind of lines up to what Christian had to say about a lot of the young players. You're starting to see them slowly be worked in, and and he knows, you know, Coach Saban's not going to put you in the lineup uh, until he feels like uh, you're ready. So let's go back to the phones. I want to throw that in there because uh, Ellis kind of segued that about Jalen Hale, so we'll get some into more of that uh, here in the next segment. But let's take another caller. So let's go down to Hotlanta ATL. As Dion say, must be the money. That's what's happening in Atlanta. Jay, welcome into the program. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, how y'all doing, man? Doing great, brother. 
Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing, man. Really, two things. I think Alabama's pretty much a victim of their own success that they've had in the past, and everybody's expecting them to do the same thing they've been doing. Like I said, I think they're a young team, and they're going to grow, and they're going to grow. But uh, also, on Jalen Miro, I think Jalen is just as good as Bryce or either uh, Hurts. But Bryce and Hurts, they had a great offensive line. They had great receivers. Right now, you know, Jalen, he got some good receivers, but they're going to get there. And I think he's doing an outstanding job, man. And I oh, support, yeah. I support yeah, no, the I... team. Be... Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I was just going to say, you know, he definitely is a, a great football player and he's improving uh, as a quarterback. And, and, and I mean, you just start with, again, just look at him, throw that deep ball. I mean, he's one of the best in the country at that. Right. And I know people yes, talk sir. about the short intermediate routes. I, I've seen him throw the ball. He can make those throws. His biggest issue yes, is the consistency. Right. He just has to right. get consistent with it. And that'll come the more he plays. He's again, I think this was what, his fourth start. Uh, this past weekend. So that'll come yep. as he continues to progress. And then also, as he adjusts and learns how to scan the field quicker and process things quicker, those throws and the consistency will also follow, right? Like, all these things add up, and they're all connected, right? So it's not like physically yes, he can't make those throws. So I get exactly what you're saying. He can make the throws. I mean, we saw that if you look at some of these passes, like even the one in Jalen Hale on that, uh, that deep crossing route, I mean, he dropped it right on the money. Right, I mean, like he yeah. he he has accuracy and he can make them. It's just about the consistency, and I think those things will come as he continues to develop and get experience. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Spot on there. I mean, another thing is too, um, Jay. I, I think you know. Listen, he, he was seventeen to twenty-one. I think people sleep on some of these things. They 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 have the tendency to want to. And Christian was talking about this to focus on the one mistake, right? The one mistake, yes. and then they overlook all the really good things that the kid does. I mean, if you take with that one bad interception, I mean, 17 of 20. I mean, what NFL quarterback throwing those types of numbers? I mean, that's what you got to look at. And you, and you look at the the throws, the short intermediate routes, those out routes on the sidelines, all those third down conversions. He makes nice throws. He just got to work on his eye discipline. Being able to see certain yeah, yeah. things, like he wanted to throw that corner route back then, and all he had to, to see was, hey, you know what, this guy gonna just—he's got kind of a cover two look, a shell look. Well, the corner got the flat, but yeah, he ups out on the corner route too, in cover two, right? Yeah. So dump it yeah, down sir. to Charlie Checkdown, give him a chance to score right yeah. there. Burke was just standing in the flat. It's just eye discipline, and the more you play, the more comfortable you get in these situations that you're able to see things a little bit quicker and a little bit better. Yes, but I think he has a great upside. He's got to continue to, to play, continue to have the, the uh, play call of Tommy Reese, give him things that, that suits his skill set. I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, so like Coach Saban said, when, you th when you're throwing the ball, when you're passing the ball, three things can happen. Two of them are bad. Either completion, interception, uh, uh, what's the other one? Completion, interception, a drop pass. Yep. Two of them are bad. Two out of three. <laughs> so, <Sure>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate the phone right, call. Man, hold it down in the ATL, my friend. Appreciate it. Yes, Jay. Jay from Atlanta. There he goes. Lewis, TK, we got you. We see you. Stay right there. Quick timeout. We'll come back to the phone. With, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, Mississippi State from what I've seen uh, here at South Carolina. 
Uh, Christian been watching some tape too, so he's able to break down some stuff. Plus, we'll take your calls, 205-342. TK Lewis, stay tight. We'll come to you. This is the Middle's Edge on the Tide, 100.9. It's the home of Title Town. Crimson Tide Sports, sponsored by good friends at the Good Feast Store, the America's art sport experts. Back in a moment, stay tight. Mississippi State. Our coverage begins at 5 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. This is Miller's Edge on Tide Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. Alabama. Back on the move. Headed down. Just a very short trip. I was driving to Greenville, Mississippi for my buddy Steve Azar, who you hear on this uh, programming and the pregame show, Pearl River Resort. Going to his event, and uh, I drove right past Mississippi State, and it's not that far from Tuscaloosa, so I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be packing up your coolers and, and getting ready to hit the road uh, to go down there and hear all those noisy cowbells. Christian, you've been there in that place. Is it just annoying? I've never been there. Uh, it definitely is distracting, all the cowbells. I mean, I think it's unique. I know, I mean, that sounds kind of weird to say, but just because you know what I mean, you don't really get that with college football, at least from my experience. But, uh, I mean, it's it's different. It definitely can can get annoying, but that's what makes them unique. That's what, you know, but I like traditions and stuff, so I think... From that aspect, you know, it is what it is. It's cool, but definitely isn't yeah. All right, let's go back out to the Miller, Miller's Edge. You can get that right. Miller's Edge phone lines. Let's speak with Lewis. Lewis, been on hold. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Love the show. Proud of the Tide, especially for that second half domination against Ole Miss. And uh, Christian kind of answered what I was going to ask about, but I, I can't stand those cowbells. I'll have to turn the TV sound down. <laughs> There's not a rule. But now, the SEC used to have a rule against artificial noisemakers, and I know it's probably never been enforced because that's their tradition, but is that full? I know they export it, but is it even off the books now? And uh, down there and had to listen to that. I'll hang up and listen to y'all's response, guys. I uh, love the show. Lewis, thank you so much, buddy. I don't know about Christian. I've never played there, but I can just tell you, on TV, it's annoying. I mean, I can't even I can't even imagine being a fan of another team and having to just listen to that, especially if they're playing well. Oh, my God. That would be annoying. I mean, I would have to leave the stadium. I mean, clang, 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 clang. It's kind of, I don't know if you got those little things in your yard, you know, when the wind blows, they go ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm telling you, my, yeah. I, I want to go grab them and just snatch them down. They they are one of the most aggravating things that you can listen to. That's kind of what this kind of reminds me of with Mississippi State. Just annoying. 
Yeah, I know, it, right. it is. But you know, you know, like I said, it's just it's it's unique, right? I mean, it, it's you uh, know, independent no. to them, kind of. So I, I, from that aspect, I think it is kind of cool. But like I said, it, it it does get annoying. But you just gotta lock in and play as a player. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not even really focused on like I hear it. Uh, but I, I just I'm locked in. I'm, I'm trying to play. You know what I mean. So it's just no different than when you go on the road and Texas A and M. They got the the Yale leaders on the sideline and uh, you know just different things. You know Arkansas doing the the woo pig suey thing. Like you know, you, things that are unique to them. Like you hear them and just, it's cool and all. It's annoying sometimes, but you just got to lock in and play. What is Alabama's thing? Like, is they, do they have something that would annoy? Somebody like on a the spot, I'm probably going to miss something that's uh, completely obvious. And okay, well, you can think about I it mean, for a minute. I mean, I mean, I was about. To, I don't know. I mean, like the roll tie roll thing after you know certain. Situ- I, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I know everybody's got their shakers. We do Sweet Home Alabama or whatever. The, you know. And that's a Alabama, another Alabama first. I don't know. Right, let's go back to the phone. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Dixie Land. Delight. TK's been waiting, man. We got. <laughs> We've got that kind TK of stuff. TK knows. Know this yeah, we'll ask TK. I'm, we'll see what he thinks. Yeah, TK, do you know what Alabama's annoying chant is in the stands? Because we don't, obviously. I have no idea, fella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I feel like our like no stuff idea. is pretty basic. It's, it's pretty standard. You know what I mean? I don't think we necessarily have anything like that. I don't know. But one thing I would say... I like the chances of this team making it to the playoffs in the last year. Oh, oh now we're talking. Man, okay. I like this. I like this. Why is that? Break us, yeah, break, it, break that down for us. Basically, last year's team was too star-driven. And I think it was so focused on Bryce and his numbers and, and Will that the rest of the players, it wasn't a complete team. They didn't play as a team. I mean that I've heard, I've heard people say that they almost feel like last year we got too Bryce centric, meaning like we almost just overly relied on Bryce. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like they almost had no choice at times uh, because he was really the only one kind of making things happen. But that that to me is a fair argument. Uh, now that this team is more of a collective effort and not just uh, you know primarily focused on a single guy on each side of the football, which I know is not completely the case, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I get the argument. So, and I, I can see that. Like I'll say that, that this team could uh, definitely develop into a playoff team. If, if I know I keep saying this, but it's true. If they can find a way to consistently play at that level that they played in the second half versus Ole Miss with, with an elite defense for some big plays in an efficient and effective offense, right? Like, I don't think they have to have the fanciest uh, offense. I don't think they have to do anything too crazy. I think if, because I mean, look at the time of possession. We had double the time of possession than Ole Miss, right? Like when you play that style of football, it doesn't matter you know how high powered the other team is because you have an elite defense as well, right? So you pair up a team that can control the tempo of the game. They can be effective. They can take shots when they need to. Then you, you, you pair them up with an elite defense. I mean that that to me is a recipe for a very efficient football team that can that can find a way to win games. It might not be the prettiest, right? But a win is a win. So I, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you, TK. Okay, then you then you think back. Uh, Alabama have never won a championship with an elite quarterback, starting from the beginning to the end. 
Wow. You know what? That's another, a great point because point. <laughs> we talk about Bryce Young and his greatness winning in Heisman. Now, he won a championship as a backup to Mac Jones, right? Um, but his, his right. year, his two years, um, nothing. He won the Heisman, but not a championship. Um, yeah, lost to Georgia. Jalen slash two would be the closest thing, in my opinion. Um, yeah. The, yeah. In 2017, Jaylen, with Jalen winning it, then he took Yes. Jalen started the whole year, but didn't finish the championship year. Jalen lost to Clemson. Correct. Well, he didn't lose. Alabama defense lost to Clemson because he took well, them down Tula, the field Tula and Tula gave them the lead. Tula, Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Tula lost to Clemson. <laughs> When he started yeah, the whole yeah, year. definitely, yeah. yeah. In 2018, yeah, that, yeah, that was that, yeah. that was rough. Then, but I would then say then Tua got two. blown out by Clemson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, so if you look at it, the elite quarterbacks when they have them, they're not winning the championship. More than likely, they doesn't. They, I, so I, let's let's look at it real quick, TK. So you got we'll go Jalen slash Tua. We give them both street cred because Jalen played the entire season, right? Came Tua came yeah. in second to 26 in Atlanta, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Oh yeah. To Devontae Smith, Alabama wins. Jalen um, loses to Clemson at Tampa that year. They go back uh, to California, and uh, Tua gets beat down by the freshman. Uh, who was that? Um, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence. The quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. So Tua loses that game. Mac Jones in the COVID year 2020, 10 games, what, all SEC games. And Mac Jones destroys Ohio State. Uh, that was in Miami. Was that game in Miami? Uh, so that's the championship. Then we go way back before that. So you're going to go Coker, right? Coker comes in, becomes starting quarterback. Not a fancy guy, no NFL, nothing. He wins it. So then you got what, McElroy? Okay. He wins. So pretty much basically your average quarterback is team manager. So yeah. you're a spot on. No, no, no guy has been just uh, what we've seen. I mean, uh, just electric. I mean, the close thing would be Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, he came in off the bench, right? Correct. I mean, but you still got to give Correct. him that credit because that, that throw was phenomenal. But other than that, but I I'm, mean, I guess you could say Mac Jones. I mean, the dude is a captain but, and start for the New England wasn't Patriots. Considered an elite quarterback. He was, you know, because they didn't expect no. Mac to even start when Bryce was there. They expected Bryce to beat Mac out. But he was a first-round pick, and you got to give him that credit. Yeah, but he worked his way up to that. It wasn't like he he came in with a lot of fanfare, like he was the elite quarterback, like Bryce and Tua. That's what I'm saying. Fair. Very fair. Right. So what you're saying is everybody's calling for these, you know, the the Julian saying, and everybody's getting all this, this national attention, but none of those guys seem to have worked, at least in Nick Saban's era, to go on and win national championship has been the 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 game manager, so to speak. I know we hate that phrase, but it seems like he's been that guy when Alabama has done the best because, as you said, they have relied on total team rather than one guy, as they were doing last year. Bryce, save us, right? Come save us, make a play, uh, that type of thing. Correct. So I think he's spot on. I think he's spot Correct. on, man. So maybe this is the year when nobody is expecting and everybody's doubting. A guy that they've said a dual threat can't win. Maybe this is the year where everybody around this young man steps up and play exceptional ball and they get a chance to, to win a championship. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll tell you that. 
Well, I mean, every every other SEC team is trying to find themselves too. So if, if you're talking about in terms of the the opponents as well, I mean, right now the SEC is up for grabs, in my opinion. I don't think really anybody's yep. necessarily separated themselves. So that Alabama has that in their favor as well. So that that's what I, I keep seeing. If Alabama can keep putting things together, you know, piece by piece and, and, and improves uh, gradually each week, they have a chance. I mean, it's up for the taking. So, TK, we appreciate the call. Uh, great stuff. And, I mean, made some valid points. I mean, I, he's not wrong in terms great of points. the successful quarterbacks have typically been more of the game managers instead of the elite quarterbacks. Real quick, want to remind everybody about Alumni Hall. They're giving away two tickets to the Alabama-Arkansas game on October 14th and a $250 gift card. So stop on by Alumni Hall at Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com and pick Alabama to enter the sweepstakes to shop the latest and greatest items for football season. Fall weather's coming up. The hoodies and jackets, they'll all be available. So head on over to Alumni Hall. They also have got the hat wall. You don't want to miss out. So remember, Alumni Hall, where Crimson Tide fans shop. Also, real quick, want to remind you guys about Spine and Sport Chiropractic. They provide quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments. Instead of masking your pain, if you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Uh, we appreciate you all for keeping it locked right here on the Tide 100.9 early in the morning. Marvin Houston. Then you got Barry and Wimp. Gary Harris Show. Yours truly, the Miller's Edge, following us, Big News Sports, and then my man, Mr. Ryan Filer, will drive you home. So make sure you keep it locked. Download this app, and we can take us wherever you go. I was listening right there in Connecticut and in New York. It was clear as a bell. So do that. Download that app. Appreciate everybody. Thanks for all the phone calls. Tomorrow, rush around to SEC. More breakdown of Mississippi State. We'll get in that tomorrow on the program. Have a great rest of your day. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And we will be back here with you on tomorrow. Big News Sports coming up next. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Miller's Edge for all the extra content and the lives that we will be doing maybe tonight, but definitely on Thursday. Again, at The Miller's Edge on YouTube and at The Miller's Edge on all social media platforms. See you later, guys. You've been listening to The Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always.